welcome to another episode of the Live Fast 33 Unfiltered Podcast. Today's episode, Flying the Nest. So, let's start off by, uh, first of all, I live in North Carolina. It is pollen season, like to the point where everything is green and yellow, and my voice is going to be a little bit rough, so we're going to try to get through this together, but that's the um, voice problem, is the pollen. And real quick, too, um, those of y'all that follow us on TikTok um, saw that our merch came out. We have merch for the podcast, uh, shirts, um, shirts for the TikTok as well. Um, that is all from Nicole with Embrace the Season Creations. Um, you can go to her website, Embrace the Season Creations. Uh, she's got a lot of cool stuff. If you look under collections, find the Live Best 33 collection and you will find all of our stuff there available. Um, she's awesome. Any questions, just reach out to her on there. She'll help you out, hook you up. So. Yes, I'm very excited about it. So definitely look at it. Um, it. It's good. Some of the designs I designed, he designed some, and then she just blew us out of the water with some of her own. So check it out. So today, I think that it's, I've, it, it's been three days, so I, I can get through it without crying because it's been a little bit of a rough one for me. So we're talking today about flying the nest. And um, I did touch on this a little bit on my TikTok and it kind of blew up like the amount of support that I got. And then the amount of people saying, Oh my God, I'm going through it. I've been through it, you know, this and that. Um, and I think as moms and dads, but I think we know that eventually our children are going to fly the nest. They're going to leave. It, it does happen. And, um, I don't know that anybody prepares us for this. Okay. So, you know, when they're little, um, any kind of problems that they have are easily fixed with a kiss, a Band-Aid, um, you know, a lollipop, things like that. And I know if you have little kids right now, you know, you're thinking, oh, no, girl, I mean, these temper tantrums are no joke. And these kids acting out of pocket is just going to push me over the edge. I'll never survive. And God, I can't wait till they're 18, right? Um, I did. I said those things. I said those things. I have three kids. I have three grown children. So I've been there and I've said those things of, whew. And turn 18 and my life is going to be footloose and fancy free. Uh-uh. Nope. Not happening. So the older they get, the much harder it gets. And it's it's very hard for me to even describe. Um, I'll get into exactly what I'm going through um, shortly here. But I'm going to kind of paint the picture of where all this comes from. So like I said, when they're little, you think the problems are big. But they are very easily fixed. I mean... You know, they could be mad at you. I mean, my kids are mad at me all the time. I, they often told me when they were little, I hate you, and I wish I had a different mom. I mean, now they definitely don't think that. But but within five minutes, they were crawling up in my lap with a book saying, Mommy, read me this book. I love you so much, you know. So it was very, very easy to to handle those types of things. So as they get older, even, you know, high school, middle school, they get a little cranky, and, you know, there are problems, and you've got to fix those problems. And then, you know, they may have the boyfriend breakup or the girlfriend breakup that to them, their whole world is crashing down, right? And your heart hurts for them, and you feel bad, but you get through it. Or I remember one of our kids didn't make a sports team that they really wanted to make that time, and honestly, they got into my car, and the tears just flowed down their face, and I couldn't help but cry. My heart hurt for them. I was so sad for them. Um, but it it was a temporary pain. It was a three days later, oh, screw it. I'm glad I didn't make that team, you know, whatever. So those things were very temporary and fixable. As they get older, the the problems do, um, they, they weigh on your heart more because they're not as easily fixed. Uh, I remember one of our kids, um, had gotten into a car accident. This particular kid, I think, got into one every other day. I feel like we were buying cars all the time for this one. She's a terrible driver. She still is. Um, but I, um, you know, that was a whole nother worry because now she had been in so many, she's going to go to traffic school. So now I'm paying all this money. I'm signing her up for traffic school. Was that heartache? Absolutely not. But was it stress and anxiety and pressure on me? 
And then for the longest time, every time she called me, because, you know, texting has been a thing for these kids for a long time. Anytime my phone actually rang, I thought, dear God, she hit something else again. So um, those, those kind of things are what I'm talking about as they get older, right? Those are going to be some, you know, bigger problems that you have to address and you have to live with. And then some of those, you know, she had to go to traffic school and she was pissed she had to go to traffic school. But that was one of those instances where I couldn't give you a lollipop and say, hey, things are going to get better. Don't worry about it. She had to, you know, deal with those consequences. So um, where we're at, you know, right now, we have one that lives in Florida. She did the Disney college program and then, you know, came back, finished college, things like that. But she went back to Florida. She loved Florida. She lives in Florida. Um, I was heartbroken when she left. I, I, I didn't think I was going to be because she's my oldest and her and I kind of, she's always been the boss. She thinks she's the mom. She's got to control everything. She used to tell the little girls in dance class what star to stand on. She's always been very controlling. So when she was moving out, I was happy for her because, of course, she was doing the Disney college program when she moved out. So that was even, like, huge for me. Like, huge. I'm like, yes, like, that was her dream from when she was a little girl. We went to see The Lion King, and she said, one day I'm going to work here. Well, sure enough, she did, you know, during the Disney college program. So I was excited to move her down there. But to my surprise, as we're setting up her apartment and getting ready to leave, and I see her sisters hugging her, and her sisters are crying, and my heart starts to break, and I'm like wait a minute, like, I, we, I was so busy, like, buying stuff for her new apartment, and doing all the things, it, it didn't hit me that hard, I didn't realize it, and then it hit me, that that was it, like, I'm leaving her, and not only am I leaving her, I'm leaving her in Florida, I'm leaving her away from her family, away from any family, my mom had, didn't live in Florida at the time, so it hurt, um, I cried, I think I cried all the way home, and then, um, I was one of those moms that I did fix everything for my kids, and I did, you know, shelter them to the point where I would protect them from any sort of failure or any sort of disappointment or any kind of heartache. So I, there were times that I don't think they even realized that I was one step ahead of the game to clean up a mess before it hit them. Um, if, if that makes sense to any of you. So, uh, for her, I knew she was worried about money. I knew she was worried about working a lot of hours and being on her own. So for the longest time, I went back to Florida once, sometimes twice a month. I went and did her grocery shopping. I cleaned up her apartment. I just spent some time with her so she wasn't alone. My husband would come. We would do family things so she wasn't, like, technically away from family. Well, ultimately, that was probably not my best bet because she did become very dependent on us for a very long time. But, you know, we got past that. And still, I'm, I'm not kidding, y'all. She's 29 years old, and we go to Disney once a month. And she was just here two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, she was just here two weeks ago. She was going through a hard time and she just needed her family. I cry every single time she leaves. Now, do I want her to live here with me? Nope. Mm -mm. No, we have very different personalities, different lives, different things like that. I'm content with her on her own. But as a mom, it still hurts. Like, I miss, I miss my baby and I do that, you know, saying goodbye is hard. So she just left here, I think it was last week. And I cried for about a half hour. While I was hugging her, I cried. I saw her hugging her sister, and they were crying, and I, and I cried. So I still do get sad. But then in my mind, I've got two others that live at home. So, you know, a little bit of a backstory if this is your first time. I have a 19-year-old, and a 24-year-old, and a 29. So the 19 and the 24 still live at home. My 24-year-old works an immense amount of hours um, working. So she's not home very much. And the plan that we had had for her was, hey, listen... The economy, the housing market, things are not great. I want you to be set up for success. Um, when she got her first real career, I kind of set her up with a, you know, an incredible you know, retirement and putting extra in the retirement and all of those things. And then I have her, um, without her even seeing it, she knows, but without her seeing it, so it's not as big of a deal, taking money out of her check every week um, into savings to save for a house. So we do not charge them rent. Um, and the, and the deal with that is we don't charge the rent under the stipulation that it's because you're saving for a house. Now I'm not going to not charge the rent. You come home with a Porsche because that's not going to be okay with me, but I want them to be saving. I want them to be successful. Um, I want, you know, once they buy a house and something happens in the house, they have a savings account to go to. I didn't have any of those things. I had my first starter when I was 15. I had to wing it. So, but we did good though. We did do good, but. We did struggle. Like, it would have been nice a few times when we needed something to go, oh, we've got that savings account. It's fine. That nest egg's great. We'll just grab that. 
We struggled like a motherfucker, but we made, we made yeah. it. That's the important we part. Did. We had to date at like McDonald's at the drive-thru and share a Happy Meal. But whatever. I mean, we had fun. And we definitely, I mean, we definitely do not want that. Not that it's, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, we made it work. We got through it. But we don't want that for our kids. I mean. No. And, and money's not everything. But it sure does make you feel better, you know, when you have it. So. But it's not even about money either. It's the organization and just having a plan. I mean, we didn't have that. That wasn't a fucking plan, plan no, for us. We didn't have a plan, really. And, and, and here, the thing is, we desperately want each of them to own their own home. I mean, that, that's a right of life. You know, not everybody gets to. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, I never got to. I get it. Like, I really do. It, it, it's what we would like to do. Sometimes life has other plans for us, and that's fine. But my job, in my mind, as a mom, is to set them up so that if that is their dream, and, and I've talked to them about their dreams, and for all of our children, that is their dream. So my goal as a mom and my job as a mom was to set them up. So I have all of them. Um, and, and fast forward a little bit to last year, my daughter has an incredible boyfriend, my youngest daughter. She has a great boyfriend. Unfortunately, he has a shitty family. So he needed a place to stay. I had technically an extra bedroom, but it was really my makeup that room. Was, that was the makeup room slash content, social media. and Would have been the podcast room. <laughs> podcast, utility, whatever. Yeah. So, um, but I, you know, obviously I'd never leave any kid stranded ever. You know, he really genuinely needed a place. So that was it. We moved all my shit out of that room. We gave him that room. And, and the reason why they don't share a room is because... My daughter is very, you know, religious and very set in her ways. And she felt like she wanted him to have a place to stay and she loves him, but wasn't ready for the commitment of actually living together. So they do live in separate bedrooms. He's got his own stuff. He does his own thing. They do things together. It's like they are a couple, but it's like they date from the same house. It is kind of weird. And I mean, they are adults and I mean, they, they'll occasionally stay together on, on the weekends. On the weekends on he Saturday also, night. he gets up at five o'clock every morning to work too. Yeah. So that's part of the reason but but he does live with us so we have him as well but again the stipulation with him as well as the younger daughter because she does have a job y'all are saving y'all are saving for a house because one day you know my daughter has a timeline of engagement and marriage and children and all of the things so one day you're going to buy a house so we've got them all living home um to buy a house and, I, and i'm not going to lie there are selfish reasons to it for me as well. Um, they don't pay me, so it has nothing to do with financial gain. Selfishly, it fills my heart. Like, the thought of having them leave literally does make me physically sick. I start to, I know they have to, I'm not holding them back. I'd let, you know, if they, if they had the money to go buy the house tomorrow, I'd, I'd pack their bags, you know, I want them to go, but I'd still cry, and I'd probably cry myself to sleep. So... The th and the thought of it sometimes does weigh on me and I, they start, you know, making these plans and I start thinking, oh God, maybe like another year, you know, whatever. So I would get very, very like, yikes, you know, and that's part of where that whole, if you've listened to the podcast of 2023 and me came out because, um, I did know that ultimately, even if they're still living here, they are starting to make their own plans and do their own things. And I am not, you know, their whole focus anymore. And, and as much as I want them to be my whole focus, there, there's not as much of a need. So I need to spend this year finding who I am and what brings me joy and what brings me peace so that when they are all gone, I don't have a meltdown. So let's go to the meltdown. So here's what happened. So yeah, those of you that, you know, have seen the TikToks and were on the lives and those conversations, it's not that we, we didn't want to get into it. It just wasn't the time or the place to get into it. I mean, you know, we're always open about everything. Well, I wasn't ready. Either. It was new that I was getting there. Thank okay. You. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel like never mind. I, go ahead. I know exactly where you're you going. Go ahead. You go ahead. I know exactly where you're going. Um, no, it was new and you know, she just wasn't ready yet. Um, as much as she wanted and she did get into it a little bit and talking with everybody helped because there's a lot of people going through the same fucking stuff mm -hmm. we found out but um we were talking about it and we thought you know we didn't really have a topic planned for the podcast this week and we thought this would be kind of a good platform to to open up with it i mean we'll talk about it on on tiktok and on live too but we figured this would be a good place to get into it so well the overwhelming support that I got from people and people didn't even know what I was talking about. The funny thing is a mom is a mom is a mom because a lot of the moms on my TikTok knew. I didn't say it. 
but they knew because they kept saying I can relate or they would kind of guess and I didn't want to get into it. And the main reason why I didn't want to get into it was not because I was trying to be one of those people like, oh, pray for me, but I'm not going to tell you why. I didn't want to, it wasn't that. It was as soon as I mentioned it and started, I started crying. And I didn't want to be one of those people that are on TikTok crying, like people think I'm crying for cash, you know, like it was not anything like that. It was just when it got into the details of it, I couldn't do it without crying. So I just wasn't ready to talk about it. But um, at the same time, there were moms on there that knew exactly what that pain was. They knew where I was. So what had happened was um, I spent the whole night with the girls, um, the two girls that still live home. I, st- I stayed in their bedroom. I had gone to a church thing and then I came home and I stayed in their bedroom and we just chatted and we were planning our Disney trip. We're taking a mother-daughter Disney trip. I am very close to my girls too. If you don't know us, um, our whole family is incredibly close, but I am close to my girls and each in a different way. Like my oldest daughter, we're closest and we do much better with like, uh, we play video games. Like uh, she plays her Switch where she lives and I play mine and then we talk about it or um, she calls me on her way home from work and we talk. So that's kind of our thing because she doesn't live close to home. When she needs something, she calls me. When she, yeah. when she needs support, she'll call her. Yeah. Or, or sometimes she'll just call because she's bored and doesn't want to just drive home alone because she does have a long drive home from work. Um, she has to drive on I-4. So if any of y'all are listening from Florida, you're like, ah, I know it. I know it. It's like Champions Gate. She's going by there. She's got a long time to talk to her mama. Yeah, we all have unique relationships. I mean, the kids, it's, you know, they know personality type like like I said she her personality type just certain things they they can do and certain things they can't do and she she knows what to come to me for and, and same with the other kids it's kind of a 180 where you know they just kind of chit chat with me but go to her for the advice and problems where the oldest will come to me for advice and problems yeah. and chit chat with her because they're you know they just they know personality wise you know, what the best match is and where they're going to get the furthest. And some topics are off subject for me and her. So it is what it is, but I'm glad we all have that, you know? So I had spent the night, we were chatting, we were planning our Disney trip. So back, we were doing a mother daughter Disney trip and my heart is so full over that. And I was so excited. Got the kids, they were texting me all day of, um, one of my daughters, the youngest one is very, very sweet and thoughtful. So they all have different personalities, right? And the youngest one is very thoughtful. And the first text that came in the group chat was, I think that we should ride Dumbo and Aladdin and all of those things because mom can't really ride rides and I want to do the rides that, you know, mom can do with us. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then they all started talking and I want to do this and I can't wait for this. And I was like, oh my, like they're excited now because we go to Disney all the time. So I thought that for them, it was like, here we go. I'm going to go on this trip with mom again. But like they they were really getting into it. So then I went in the bedroom that night after church, uh, the church event and we're just talking about which rides we're going to do. We're planning our dining reservations. We already had some, but we were tweaking some stuff and talking about what day we'd do the pool and just all these fun things. And then I'm just kind of laying on the floor. Um, the kids had asked me to look for a couple of the reservations and I'm laying on the floor in there and I'm listening to them giggle about it. And gosh, I'm so excited. And then it gets really quiet, like really quiet. One of the kids said, and I don't know if any of you guys know what this show is. I don't, I, I remember the kids watching it, but I can't remember. I don't think you know what it is. And then one of them said, God, it's like silent library in here. And it's, it's a show like, and it goes along with what happened. But anyway, I'm like, well, I'm going to go to bed. I had been in there for two hours. And I know my husband was probably like, is she ever coming to bed with me? Like, what well, I mean, I knew what you guys were doing. I mean, so I'm gone. I, 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 I'm like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm getting really tired and I'm still in the clothes from church. And I want to get, you know, cozy and comfortable. And they start kind of giggling a little bit, but like that nervous giggling. And then the youngest said, go ahead, just tell her. And I was like, oh no, Mm-mm. here we go. And the youngest one goes, so how good of a mood are you in? And I said, not that good because I knew it. Like they, this is what they do to me my whole life. And it's not always like a big deal. Like sometimes, so they're like humming and, they, and she's like dancing. The middle one's like dancing, like hopping from one foot to the other, like I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you're in that good of a mood. Like maybe not. And then her youngest, the youngest is like, you have to just say it. Just tell her. And I'm like, oh my God, did you get arrested? And she was like, no. And I said, pregnant? Like I really thought that was a no. But at that point I would have taken that. And um, then I was like, did you lose your job? Like, because her job is just a huge job. She has a great job, great career. And um, she's like, no, not that. So Now I'm thinking, okay, well, for me, those would have been the worst, right? In my mind, I'm thinking, well, she didn't go to jail. She's not pregnant and she didn't lose her job. 
So, like, where are we at here? Like, what are we bothering me with? Because I feel like there's nothing, like, that major. I'm like, oh, for God's sakes, just say it. And she says, I know you kind of thought that this was coming. And I was like, no, again, still no idea where we're at here. I guess I'm not on the same page as anybody. I'm clueless. And she said, I'm going to move out. And I thought. Oh, no. And here's the thing with my personality, okay? I go in waves. Like, instantly, I'm like, no, the fuck you're not. No, the fuck you're not. As if it has, I have said, right? She's 24. But here's my initial, like, no, the fuck you're not. You're not doing that. That's stupid. Not happening. And then I was like, okay, well, you can't really respond like that. And I'm like, well, but here's the thing. Let me explain why I'm saying to you it's stupid. She lives here rent-free. So let's just remember that. And she makes a lot of money. She works two jobs and her, a lot of money. For 24 years old, she makes a really, really good living. So, um. She didn't have a plan. It wasn't really a plan or or thought out. In it's, my opinion. It's oh, part of it. And don't forget, she's got the dog. So she's got the dog that I allowed her to get. Is it, it's only been a year. Right? A year and a half. A year and a half. I allowed her to get the dog. I, I wasn't nuts about that to begin with. But, I mean, I love him, to, you know, more than anything. But I wasn't nuts because I had a feeling that nobody was going to take care of it. Um. The youngest one did step up. But however, so she's got the dog and she doesn't pay anything to live here. So, and, and I've got her saving this money. Like this money comes out of her check, blah, blah, blah. She's saving this money. And um, I know where she's moving. When she says that she's moving, wants to move in with her friend. And it comes out is that her friend needs help because her friend, the, the whole situation there is a little irresponsible in my opinion. And I think that some of what my daughter was doing was to help her because now she needs a roommate. So basically she, she lost some roommates and is can't basically can't make it by herself, do it by herself. So she was going to kind of bail her out. Right. In my opinion, that's how I felt. Now I'm not saying that's the case because God forbid any of them listen. I'm not saying that's the case, but that's how I felt. And that's, that's, that's what it sounded like. Right. And that was my initial, uh, uh-uh, not happening. You're not doing this. But then, you know, I explained to her, and I, now me, I'm a money person. I'm a very, very big money person. I worry about money. I stress about money, but I know money, too. I, I know money. Like, I don't know math. Like, if you needed me to calculate square footage at your house, it's never happening. If you've got your, gro- like, I add up our groceries in the grocery cart, and I know the exact total before I get to the register because I, I, it's just, I know money, that kind of money. So instantly, I said to her, well, how much are you going to be paying her for rent? And she said, $1,000. And I said, uh, child number two, I'm not going to say her name, but then and that's $12,000. And then I, I said, this $12,000 you're, you're, you're giving away. That's your down payment on your home. And then I figured it, we live very close to my daughter's work. But then it I mean, it, it ended up being a little bit more than that too, because that's what I'm calculating. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm calculating. Now it's going to be further away from work. She drives a very expensive vehicle that has very expensive gas. She has to use what is a premium. Like three times further from work than right. she is. So then I'm calculating that for it. I did. I calculated that. I'm calculating it's about $400 a month for gas and this and that. So, and then it was, you know, the thousand for the rent. But then I said, well, hello, child number two. Do you want internet? You're going to need internet over there. You're going to need lights and you're going to need this. And then I I cook. I make all the food here. I just made a beautiful dinner tonight. Made beef stew. It was delicious. I do all the cooking of the food and I purchase anything that anybody says, hey, we need X, Y, Z because I want to make whatever. I purchase that. So I figure it all out. And I'm telling y'all $20,000. It comes to $20,000 so that she moves out tomorrow. $20,000 is gone. And if you are a money person or you you know houses or you're in real estate or anything, $20,000 is your down payment. And down payment to the point where it's going to cover, you know, your you know, the taxes, the insurance, the closing costs, all of that shit that comes with it closing on a house. And I already have her set up with a savings account. So like, you know, God forbid that house you pick needs a roof or needs this or needs that. And, and, and this is where I'm, I'm explaining it to her now. So basically the way that ends though is because now she's pissy with me but crying because I'm crying and I end it with you're going to do however you want to. But what I'm saying to you is I will always love you. I am going to miss you tons because you are, and I'm not kidding y'all. Like I said, we have a relationship different with every kid. I love my kids. I love them. I love my youngest. Like she's a mini me, but this particular kid is my ride or die. She's my best friend. We talk about everything. We text a thousand times a day. If I need to run to the store, she jumps in with me. When she was a kid, we traveled the world together. We slept on airport floors. I didn't take the other kids because they hated that stuff and they were difficult to travel with. Her and I traveled all over the place. We, we're we very, very, very close as in, I'm close to all of them in different ways, but her and I are close as in spending lots of time together. Lots of time. So for her to leave, 
literally for me to even talk about it right now, like my, I like could cry. So for her to leave, like it's hard, but I know in the end she does have to leave and they do have to spread their wings and they do have to get out on their own. But in this particular case, all as I'm seeing is you're messing up your down payment. You're going to need to buy a house. And, and because the friend needed help, it was only for a year. She kept saying, well, it's only for a year. And I said, well, what the hell are you going to do next year? I'm going to just redo the room and then you're going to come back or like, how's this working? She wants to buy her house next year. And I said, well, that's just, just dumb. I mean, just stay here, put the money away for the year. And then you're going to have, you know, an amazing down payment and you're going to have a beautiful home. Well, it didn't go very well. So I walk away from it and, you know, she's sad, I'm sad, but you know, the decision still is she's leaving and I'm hurt. Like I cried myself. I came in here and told my husband and you know, men are a little bit different. He goes, well, that's stupid. What is she doing that for? And I'm like, well, um, we've already crossed that bridge, dear. Now we're at the point where I'm heartbroken. And I mean, heartbroken. I laid in this bed and I sobbed and sobbed and I can't stop crying because the friend also is not, in my opinion, the best influence. So then, you know, I'm worried about, you know, her making mistakes where it risks her career or, you know, you're driving further for work. That's more of a risk for a car accident. These are the, you know, and I do have anxiety also. A lot of things go through my head that normally would probably not go through y'all's head. Okay. I mean, I get, and I get that's her friend, but I mean, they, they're like at night and day where they are in life Yeah. <laughs> as far as responsibility, being responsible, responsibility, career, stuff like that is like, they're not drinking, not drinking, not even on the same level and same page. So it was, I was very worried as well. However, and then I'm worried about the dog. Now, now the dog is on my mind because my youngest daughter has raised this dog, not because of my daughter, not wanting to take care of it. My daughter works tons of hours. So my youngest daughter picked up the slack and developed a bond with this dog. Okay. And I mean a bond bond. This dog is like her dog, but the dog is smart enough to know that the moment his mommy comes home like it's time to part ways with the youngest and go back with mommy like it, it it's just it's a, it works perfectly in the dog world and her friend works a lot of hours she works a lot of hours so now i'm thinking this dog is going to be alone for 12 hours a day sometimes 20 like would be almost 24 hours you, you cannot do that and her dog is very close to my dog and all these things are going through my head so me and, and listen i'm not afraid to be honest with you guys i'm going to tell you that I did make a mistake. So the next day I go to therapy, I'm crying, I'm upset. I do the complete opposite of what my therapist tells me to do. And I send her a shitty text. Um, my youngest daughter said, mom, I think you should sit down and talk to her and tell her how you're really feeling or whatever. And, and I went, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I'm sitting waiting for my Starbucks and I'm crying and I decide to shoot off a kind of shitty text. And I wasn't mean to her, but I later laid out the facts. I'm like, your friends are fuck up. And, and I don't really mean that. Like, I didn't, like, and I was mad. Like, so I'm not saying she is, but, like, this is what I'm saying in the text because now I'm pissed, right? I'm pissed that you just, like, there's no thought process. You've been living with me rent-free and, like, didn't care, like, and didn't appreciate Like, so I'm mad. So I send off this shitty text. And, um, you know, she then gets shitty with me, and then I get shitty back. And now I'm like, oh, geez, I'll just go pack her bag because now she's going to be a bitch. I don't want to deal with it anymore, right? This is all going through my head. And this is all, when I tell you, this is all within, like, an hour. Like, and I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. So then I text the little one, the youngest one, and I'm like, well, that didn't go very well. And she's like, that's not what I meant. And then we're all going out to dinner as a family that night. And she says, the youngest, as soon as we get home, we're having a family meeting and we're going to get this worked out because this is not going to ruin our family. She is making a stupid choice, but you've got to find a nicer way to tell her. So we go to family dinner. We meet my best friend. We have a nice dinner. Well, actually, it was, before, it was right before dinner. I, I was going to wait till after dinner, but the youngest got in the shower. My husband was in the shower. And it was just me and her awkwardly sitting on the couch. So I was like, so let me explain to you where I'm coming from. And this is when, I don't know, maybe God was with me because I was able to really explain it in a good way that it wouldn't make it seem like it, in a good way of what I really did mean, what I truly did mean. And I said to her, I said, listen, honey, it has nothing to do with you moving out. I'm not trying to hold you back. I want. I will miss you and I will cry my eyes out the day you move out, I, no, no matter the circumstances. It doesn't matter if somebody bought you a dream house and you were moving into it. I'm still going to cry because you're my baby. You're my best friend. I'm going to miss you. And as you guys leave, it's leaving me lonelier and lonelier. So I explained to her, I said, it's, you know, if you had bought a house and just told me you're moving out because you bought a house. I said, your dad and I would be at Home Depot. I'd be picking up color swatches. He'd be picking out flooring. 
we would be getting boxes. I would be over there getting everything ready. I would be ecstatic and I would say this is the best decision. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Let's start this journey. It's time for you to fly the nest. That, that's what's supposed to happen. I'm not going to lie to any of you. I'm still going to cry. Like even if she was telling me that it wasn't this friend and that she did buy a house, I'm going to cry. There are going to be very sad nights because you know they say they're going to come home and oh, I'll still see you. And Life happens. They get busy. They get their own life. And I get that. So I am still going to be hurt. and I'm going to be sad by it. But I wanted her to understand that for me, it wasn't that I'm trying to hold you back. I would never want to hold my kids back. It wasn't that. It was that I was trying to get her to see the big picture of $20,000. You could put $20,000 down on a house. That is where like, it just didn't make sense. The whole thing wasn't making sense. It wasn't a me holding you back from being on your own. It's me trying to give you a money lesson, a life lesson that it's only one more year. And I get it. I do get what she's saying. She wants to be, you know, see what it's like to live on her own and be on her own. But but she says those things, but it, that that's really not the case. It's more, it's more about, you know, she feels like she wanted to help this person too. I think that is, but I do know. And I do get what she's saying because I have to be honest with y'all. I had my kids. I had my youngest, my, I guess my oldest when I was 15. I've lived with my husband since then. I've lived with her, my daughter. I had her. I, I lived with her. I've never lived alone. There's been a couple times that I thought about going to get my own apartment for a year and living by myself and seeing what it was like. I mean, <laughs> it happens. I'll make a call tomorrow. Would you? Because I love that. Like, just one year all by myself and, like, very minimal. Fuck one. I'll give you, like, five. Minimal clothes, minimal everything. Because my husband, he's got a lot of stuff. Anyway, so I did explain that to her, too, that I got it. I do understand you as a, you know, 20-something-year-old wanting to be on your own. I get it. Like, I totally did. Um, ultimately, in the end, we go to family dinner, and um, we have a great time. We have a great time. Her and I are still laughing. We're, we're back to planning the Disney trip. You know, like, nothing happened. I don't know what the plan is. Uh, my youngest daughter felt like, and I do let some of the time I back away and let the girls kind of work things out amongst each other. Um, because sometimes, you know, you just don't want to talk to your mom about shit. You know what I mean? And my youngest daughter, I don't know, she ought to be a... What do they call it? A mediator? Therapist? I don't know. Something. Because she is very Quality good. All of the above. Yeah, she is very good. She's a voice of reason, for sure. Um, so she did say to me tonight that she thought that maybe child number two um, has changed her mind and thought that it would be best to put that money in an envelope instead of give it to her friend. I don't know how that's going to play out. But at the end of the day, here is where I'm at. And just to clarify something, too. Like, this isn't a boyfriend. Like. No. It's not a situation her, like that. Like we, They've been friends since middle school. That would be something different. Like, we probably wouldn't intervene as much. And I don't know. If he was a dick, I would. Yeah. She wouldn't be going. But, yeah, <laughs> just just to clarify, it's not yeah. a boyfriend. It's just a, a friend friend. A girl. Uh, yeah, a female friend that she went to middle school with. Um, And her female friend is dating somebody, but he lives out of state. So, you know, the whole thing was just not, you know, a mom's. And I have to tell you guys this, too. I didn't have a good feeling about it. And if you're a mom and you know this feeling, I didn't have a good feeling about it either. There was something about it that was kind of eating at me. And I was worried that is it just because I'm sad that she's leaving or is is something trying to tell me as a mom that is not going to go well. Like that is not the best place for your child right now. I don't know. I don't ultimately I don't know what the final decision is. But at the end of the day, if the decision ends up being that she is moving out, we're going on our mother-daughter trip. We're going to have a fabulous time. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to eat up every moment. Um, but I am at this place, you know, through I in my personal. This is just something that I choose to do. If you're not into this, I get it. But I chose to pray about it and just kind of, I prayed on it. I meditated on it. And, and I kind of just let it, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, right? So she does end up leaving. I'm going to love her no matter what. But I am going to miss her, like, regardless. And even if something came up where she's like, actually, never mind, I'm not moving in with her. I bought a house, you know, Monday morning. I'm moving into my house. Absolutely fantastic. We're going to support her. We're going to love her. Um, am I going to worry about her? Absolutely. Even if she owns her own house, she's in that house all by herself. And with her dog, who I think would escort you out with a television. Like, he's not going to, he's a golden doodle. He's not going to, he's not going to kill you at the door. So, um, we will always be happy for her. But ultimately, no matter what happens, I'm going to be sad. And I think that's where I want to talk, you know, spend a little bit of time talking about this is nobody prepares you for this. I don't care. People prepare you for the terrible twos, the threes, the teens, the high school years, you know. But them leaving you, 
like I'm, a senior year, I'm going to warn all of you, if you don't have kids yet, that was, that was another big one for me, senior year. Nobody warned me about this, but senior year, if you really think about it, and I'm going to make a lot of y'all sad in a minute, it's a year of lasts. Everything is the last. It's the last um, prom. It's the last awards banquet. Um, for one of our kids, they did theater. It was the last play. It, and you're experiencing all of these things with them and you're watching and they played softball. It's the last school softball game. You're watching all of those things and the tears are flowing like you've never seen in your life. Your heart is hurting because you've raised these kids. You've lived through the heartache, the fun, the sat, all of it. And it's the last. So be prepared for senior year. Um, if you've got a kid going into their senior year next year, you get some tissues in your purse because it's going to be a rough ride because it's the year of last. Um, but then nobody prepares you for them leaving, like leaving you. And I know they're supposed to. So the Bible talks about it, that you know that. I mean, we all did it. We all moved out on our own. Like it, they're meant to spread those wings and fly. They are meant to do that. Our job is to raise them the best that we can so that when they do spread those wings and they fly the nest, they can be as successful as they can be. But what you're not prepared for is how hard that's going to be. Um, letting go. I'm a very controlling person. I'm not going to lie about that. I, I have to be in control. That I'm working with my therapist actually stems from my childhood of being, um, having no control whatsoever and having to do things that, you know, kids shouldn't have to be responsible for. Like it taught me to be in control of every situation to make things okay. Um, so I am working on that therapy. So being a controlling person. So if you're a controlling parent or a controlling person in general, I think having them fly the nest makes it even harder for you. Um, but again, it is not um, something that I was prepared for. So, and, I, and, and for us, all our kids are five years apart. So I kind of forgot the heartache. So the oldest moved to Florida when she was 17, because she was one of them kids that graduated early or whatever. And she was 17. So it was a long time ago that that kid moved out and went on her own. And I I felt that heartache. Um, so I had forgotten. And, and that's how we ended up having three kids, by the way, because every single time, you know, one would get, well, you'd forget. Like I, five years would go by and you'd forget all the crazy that goes with having kids, right? So um, I forgot what it was like. And then when, and, and I had no thoughts of this one leaving right now. So I was living in this fantasy world of comfort. The economy sucks, the housing market sucks. I'm living under this delusion that, oh, I've got these kids here to live with us forever. At this point, the economy is the way it is, right? So I was not prepared for her to say, you know, I'm moving out. And, um, and, it, and it's hard. It is very, very hard. It hurts. And then the things you start thinking about is not just for them. You're, there's worry. Um, there is the sadness. But then there's also the realization, as much as I love my husband, and I'm sure as much as he loves me, we have only ever been parents. We have never been anything but basically because I had her when I was 15. He was 18. Um, we full on became parents together, even though we were only, you know, dating at the time we weren't married yet, but we, we became parents of her. And then we continued to have children and got married and everything else. So we've only been parents. We don't know much else in life. This is all we know. Yeah, I mean, we've dedicated our whole lot, basically our whole lives to everything they needed, everything they wanted to do. I mean, we kept Kept them busy. Yeah, they all, every single one of them danced in five different fucking dance classes. Mm -hmm. They all played basketball, soccer, uh, softball, volleyball. Everything. Everything. Theater. Theater. And um, we never missed anything. If we, Even if we had to tag team it and split up, we never missed anything. We, we were, they were our entire world. Still are actually. We still do stuff. Yeah, and that, and that's something you know. And and I know families are different. Dynamics are different. Um, I mean, I know people that you know their kids turn eighteen, not, they're out the fucking door, and that's you know that they, they talk occasionally, or you know even grown up like older people like our age, like with their parents, you know they they might talk to their parents every few months or something. Like mm -hmm. we we're we've always been a close family. I've been close with my family growing up um i mean my mom texts me almost every day and then when she texts me guess they're talking about something next thing i know my dad's calling asking what's going on i heard your mom say it. like i talk to my parents almost daily about something um 
Same thing with our oldest. Our oldest texts me all the time, just random shit. Um, it's just where everybody's close and you just, you don't lose that. You don't let go. No, I don't want to let go of that. And, um, you know, when they were all home for Christmas, like I literally cried. Like they were all home for Christmas. I could hear them literally horsing around and, um, you know, they're grown kids and they're still doing like the dumbest stuff just like they did when they were little. And my heart is so full and my, like I get teary and I get sad, um, and happy all at the same time. So we don't know how to be anything else. And that is definitely something that I would probably recommend to some of y'all if you are younger than us and you have younger children is to try to find yourself a little bit um, on your own. And again, that was where the 2023 and me has come in for me, where I'm just trying to find me and I'm trying to find what brings me joy, what brings me peace, what brings me happiness in life. Because what did bring me peace, bring me joy and chaos and crazy and stress and anxiety. I loved all of that, though. Like, I loved all that. It was my children and they still will. And then one day we'll have grandchildren, but there is a difference. There's a difference of this emptiness that is lingering over us. And, and, and as much as I love my husband, the thought of us just sitting on the couch, looking at each other going, now what is, is weird to me. It is very weird to me. Do I want to, our house has always been full of other people's kids. And like the silence I think is going to be very hard at first. I think him and I will find stuff. Um, you know, we do have my Jeep that we do enjoy and we do travel with that and do Jeep events and stuff like that. So we'll have to slowly find more and more things like that, that bring us joy as a couple. Um, but that's something that you have to work on, I think. And I kind of wish I would have worked on it a little bit more earlier so that I would be a little less, holy shit, now what kind of thing? Because they are starting to get ready to leave. And, and want another one may be leaving. That's like, they're like dropping like flies, right? Like the oldest is gone. Now the next one may be leaving. We don't know, you know, what she's going to do. Ultimately, she is going to leave though, because next year, if the housing market improves, she is going to buy a house, and I absolutely want that for her. So I do need to. Maybe this was just trial run to make me cry a little. I mean, we actually started looking for a house for her over the summer. Um, I mean, she had money saved up at the time, and then the fucking housing market went. It was just she crazy, get and it was it definitely wasn't a smart time to buy, and you know what she could get and what she had was going to have to pay and put down just because of the, the change in the market. It just wasn't the smartest thing to do. And that, and again, that's something we talked about because she wanted to just buy the first thing they told her she could get. Mm. And, uh, and, that, and this particular child is like, the, <laughs> is oh. like that. She's, she's, uh, my dad, my dad calls her sticky brain because she gets something on her mind mm -hmm. and it just doesn't go away. Um, she won't let it go. And, but we did, we talked about it and luckily, you know, she, she understood and realized it, but I mean, and we were prepared, fully prepared for her to go then. I mean, we all, but, you know, settled on something. Well, and I wouldn't say fully prepared because deep down, I, well, no, I mean, my world was going to fall yeah. apart. No, yes. we were fully prepared to move forward with yes. it is what I mean. Yeah. And, and I'm never going to be fully prepared. I am. I mean, I'm going to cry and there are going to be days like once they're all gone that I'm going to sit here and just cry because, um, this is where, you know, finding yourself and learning to love yourself. I don't love myself enough to sit here and entertain myself. I really don't. Like I, I don't, I, they, they also have been a very big distraction. I have very big mental health issues. I've talked about that here on my podcast before. Um, I struggle with a lot of things and having children, um, very needy children at that. And I, when I say needy, I just mean that they really enjoy being with me and getting my opinion and stuff. So they do consume a lot of my time. It keeps me from having to really, you know, think about all of my problems or, you know, the mental health things that kind of, it distracts me from that. And the thought of them leaving me, um, is hard. Like I literally want to cry right now just thinking about it because without them, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know who I am. So that is something that I'm going to work on for sure. Um, slowly. I, I, and I have been. So it, But it's a process. I mean, listen, I'm 45 years old. It takes a while to get to know 45 years of me. Like, I don't, I, I've got to, I have to rebrand myself. Like, talking like um, business-wise, I'm rebranding myself. I was mom. That's all I was. I was only mom. I was nothing else. I was hardly a friend because my kids were so important to me that I didn't care about anything else. I was a mom. I was a little bit of a wife, but even at times I know that he felt a little like underappreciated or didn't get a lot of attention. He understood, but he was even pushed aside because all as I was was mom and that's all that mattered to me. 
So I do have to rebrand myself. I can't just be mom anymore. I need to always be mom, but then I need to be something else, something else to someone else or for someone else, or maybe just for me. I'm not really sure what that looks like. I can't tell you that. Um, life, like I've said to y'all, we all go through seasons and life is a different season. And this season for me right now is hard. It's a lot of uh, raw emotion. It's a lot of um, reflecting on on what life is going to look at look like without kids at home. Didn't you say something about like a pole dancer or something? Yeah, no, I don't want to be a pole dancer. See, you don't listen. See, this is what I mean, men. Don't listen. I want to take a pole dancing class for fun. I'm going to be a pole dancer. God did not bless me like that. Although, although times are tough. I have to get on the pole. No, I was, I, was, I thought about that. I had thought about, um, I do want to learn to speak Spanish. I know that sounds crazy. Uh, that may be something when the kids are out of the house that I do just focus my time on and, and, and take a class and learn to speak Spanish. Um, you got to do things, you know. And then I, I do want to touch on some something else that people did bring up um, quickly here on um, TikTok for me that that's weighed on my mind. And I've actually I've actually prayed for these people. I don't even know who they are personally, but I have prayed for them because it broke my heart that a couple people said that they're going through stuff with their kids where their kids don't even talk to them. They're grown children. Um, they haven't heard from them. And um, it broke my heart and it. And it it weighed on my mind. Like I thought about it after I got off of there. And, um, I, and I don't know if any of you are going through this, this is just a suggestion that came to my mind. I'm not saying that it would work or anything, but it, it does make me sad for y'all. Cause I know the pain has to be so bad. Write them a letter, uh, write them a letter and tell them how you feel. Don't talk about whatever it was, was the falling out, whatever the falling out was, you may not even remember. They may not even remember. So don't bring that up. Don't bring that back. Write a letter to them. Just let them know that you love them you care about them and, you know, something around those lines. It doesn't have to be brief. It can be deep of how much, you know, you've always loved them. And when they were born, they were the light of your life. And maybe I've made some mistakes over the years. Whatever it is you want to do, write it all down and send that to them. Um, and maybe keep a copy at home because, honestly, I, I don't want to scare anybody or hurt anybody. Or Life is short and you just don't know. Like, God forbid you don't get those words out in time, you know. So, that was something that was really weighing on my mind because I did get a lot of those messages. Like, because people didn't know what I was going through and they weren't sure. And a lot of them told me they haven't talked to their grown children. And, and, and not that they don't want to talk to them, it's just their kids don't want to talk to them. Whatever happened, it happens. And kids can be a pain in the ass. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Kids can be a pain in the ass. And I mean, so, it goes both ways with the parents too. I mean, parents get, you know, get emotional and get upset. And I mean, it, but it's, at the end of the day, um, it's not worth sacrificing those relationships there's always a way to find middle ground and, and stay connected um, because it you're going to feel a certain kind of way about that one day if you don't. And a lot of it is pride. I'm going to tell you it's pride. Like, you know, when I sent my daughter that shitty text, there was a small part of me wanted to go, like, no, fuck you. Move out. And I'm not even, I'm not talking to her anymore. I'm done. I'm done. Because I didn't want to address the whole thing. I wanted to run. And that's another thing that comes with mental health problems. I am, um, you know, in flight mode all the time. I'll just run away and it'll be fine. I don't have to think about it. So that may have happened to you as well. So for whatever that is, I don't know. I felt like I really needed to say this to some of y'all. So if it is something, and, and if you're not comfortable sending the letter, that's fine. But write the letter and let somebody know where it's at. Because let's just say, God forbid, please God forbid, because I'm not, I would never want this. But you never know. I've had, there's so many stories I hear lately. God forbid tomorrow's your last day, you know. Um, they they may need that that note, you know, or you know, if you're a kid and you're listening to me and you have not, not even kid, when I say a kid, you know, if, if you're 25, you're a kid to me. So if you're, you know, a child and, and you're not speaking to your parent or you're even 30 or 40 and you're not speaking to your parent, write them a letter. You don't have to mend bridges. You don't have to go to Thanksgiving dinner. Write them a letter because life is way, way too short to, to distance yourself from the people that you love. So that's just my advice on that. Um, this is where we're at with our children. This is not you know, obviously that everybody handles things differently. I know some people, I really, I felt a, a certain type of way about telling you guys this and telling TikTok that the reason why, I didn't even tell my best friend yet. I haven't even really talked to her about it because I feel kind of stupid saying that my whole world is falling apart and crying for three days because my daughter wants to grow up and move out. I know to some that sounds absolutely insane, but as close as we are and, and I wasn't prepared because we had plans of her staying here till we bought a house for her. It just threw me off and it was very hard. Plus, I am not going to lie to y'all. The last week I've been incredibly emotional, like incredible. Like the moon was so beautiful the other day I cried. Like I'm a little bit emotional too. I don't know what that's about because I don't get my period anymore. So we can't blame that. So I don't know. 
Yeah, and we get, you know, we got a lot of, you know, you have to let them make the mistakes. You have to let them fall. Um, and that's really hard to do. And I, me personally, I'm not going to, I'm not going to just let them do that without a conversation, without intervening a little bit, mm-hmm. um, with a little bit of reason. At the end of the day, am I going to stop them from making that decision? No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to say absolutely no, you can't fucking do that. That's end of story. But we're, I'm going to put in my two cents and, and I make stupid decisions all the time. And my, yes, my parents and my wife, everybody still comes to me and says, what the fuck are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck's the matter with you? And what were you thinking? Like, I, I feel like that's <laughs> your job as a parent. I, t- I talked to my dad for 30 minutes today and he asked me about five, five different stupid things I've done. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I have a heart. I, of course you have to let him fall. But not without without getting trying. involved and trying. For me, I, I kind of look at it this way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them fall, but I'm going to lay that trampoline down just in case. And maybe they'll bounce, you know. Like, And, and there are things I've said absolute no to. Like, my kids have thought that they were going to go out um, to certain parties in certain places, even as adults, till 4 o'clock in the morning. And I know the neighborhood or I know where. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're, like, you're not doing that. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I, I, I'm laying this down because the, you, you're now risking your life. You know, those things. But the little things, you do have to let them fall. But for me... Like he's saying, we do let them know. And like that to me is like putting down a trampoline or what the uh, firefighters put out those like blow up moon bounce things or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you're going to stand there with the net. Yeah. You're going (laughs) to let them fall, but you might lay the net down because you don't want them to completely fall and break, you know? So you do have to let them make those mistakes. Um, Hopefully ours is going to stay home a little bit longer. Um, If she doesn't, like I said, I am prepared um, if anybody wants to reach out to me, please, please, either one of us. I mean, if you're a guy and you're like, Hey, what, you know, what's it like as a dad, you know, um, you can reach out to him. We're on Instagram. Um, I am on TikTok, live best 33, um, on TikTok, And then I'm live best 33 on Instagram. And you are, um, who live best 33 unfiltered podcast on TikTok and on Instagram, uh, live best dude on TikTok. Um, you can reach out the live best 33 unfiltered we don't have to be following each other. That's open messages. Anybody can message that. Um, I think a lot of all the other pages are, um, you have to be following each other to message, but we do leave that one open for communication as well as I think both Instagrams are open. Yeah. Instagram is open. So, um, and then like you mentioned, put in the beginning, uh, we do have merch out. So if you're interested in that, I'm very, very excited for it. Um, it came out beautiful. So at least check that out for us. Yeah. That's, you can see that on the Instagram uh, both Instagrams and both TikToks. Um, catch us live on TikTok sometime. Again, um, embrace the season creations. Nicole um, runs that. It's a small business. We love to support small business, and that's why we went with her. Um, go to her website. Check out her her other stuff. She's got a lot of cool stuff, but also the Live Best 33 collection is there. Um, you can get our merch from her. And yeah, we appreciate y'all listening. We hope everybody got a little something out of this. Like we said, we just, we wanted to bring it up and and get into it a little bit more personal where, you know, we could, we could talk, talk about it without interruption, without, you know, back and forth and, and getting sidetracked. So that's just a little bit of it. Like I said, feel free to ask us questions about it. If you catch us on live or message us and, um, Other than that, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.